0: This will never make it. No? You don't like the, this? No. You know what? No. It's called Cheeseballs in Cowtown. <laughs> I knew that would render you speechless.
1: Welcome to the intro. I'm Josh Anderson. I'm Bob Galen. And I'm a little fired up right now, Bob. I know. Why, Josh? Because you just told me the number of registrants we have for the Leadership Summit at TechWell's next show in November in Orlando, Florida. I know. Do you know
0: what the number is?
1: Not high enough. It's not. It's
0: 63. Until it's
1: infinity, it's not high enough. I
0: know. It's 63. I, I think on average, they average like 120, 150.
1: I am shamed. I am
0: disappointed, and and we, and you're speaking. I know you should be drawing people in. Medica, the- Do you know what? Do you know how much wisdom, and it's
1: and it's freaking free. It's basically free. You've heard Bob make jokes about the size of my head. What do you think's filling that up? What
0: do you think's in there?
1: Brains, like experience,
0: stories. <laughs> Right, raw, agile. It's like the entire encyclopedia of agile knowledge is inside his head, and there's room for aircraft carriers in there as well. (laughs) (laughs) jeez. Thanks, Bob. (laughs) You're welcome, Josh.
1: That was a
0: little excessive, wasn't it? A little bit, but that's okay. Yeah,
1: but I mean, so 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 TechWell, November. bottom Bottom line, there's an opportunity if you like some of the things you've heard from us, Bob and I are going to be captive in one spot, answering questions, telling our experiences, sharing our knowledge, and you can do that. You can come in and get that firsthand, ask as many questions as you like, and by the way, get a discount. 20% off. 20% off. Not, Tw- no, not 20%. Not 20%. Not the $200 off. We're talking 20% off. We
0: have a 20 percent
1: Yep. Really? Yep. The code is
0: MC20. Holy crap, holy. Yeah. Oh my God, Medicasters, get off your tookuses! We're practically giving it away. I know. I I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I was there, and then you got. I'm just gone.
1: I went full on car salesman. Yeah, <laughs> yes, you did. We're giving it
0: away. We'll <laughs> bring your old conferences, and we'll trade you three old
1: conferences for a new one at Techwell, and we'll give you twenty oh percent off. Gosh. Oh my God! Yes, but seriously. Code MC20, put it in, you get 20%. So, so off.
0: there's two days. Let's go. Over yep, let's back it there's up. There's two days of workshops that rock. Uh, I'm giving a couple of workshops. Uh, Josh, you're coming in. Then there's a two day conference. Then at the end, we have a one day leadership summit. Yep. And Josh, 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 Josh is speaking at that. So you have the opportunity for deep dives. Then uh, a broad selection of meetings. There's all kinds of networking events. Yeah. Did I say that it's in Orlando, for God's sakes? It is. Like travel to Orlando? That's a piece of cake. Yep. Disney? Disney. Disney? Bring the kids? Uh, No discounts for the kids, though, right? No,
1: no. I mean, they no. they can use their discount to come they can to use, the just bring conference. the kids along to the conference. Yeah. Bring them in.
0: Tell them. I mean, just tell them you're going to meet Bob and Josh, and that's it. Yeah. It's sold. Yeah. It's like it's an early Christmas present. It's like candy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like candy. So uh, come come to the conference. uh Techwell MC twenty MC 20 percent off. Yep, absolutely. And and the all you know we're a little frivolous, but never su- the summit is going to rock. The summit, we
1: have some great... So Bob put this together.
0: I put it together. There's some great speakers, practical speakers, experienced speakers, big-headed speakers. <laughs> it's going to be an outstanding event. So get your butt to Orlando in November. There's Please no do. excuses. No. There's no. none. You cannot send us an excuse. I dare you to send me an excuse that we can't overcome. Otherwise, if there's an excuse, we'll pay you. Now I feel that car we'll pay you <laughs> with that. Exactly. Uh, uh anything else Josh? No. Feed, feedback on the episode. We have a we have a, a speaker uh a listener speaker driven listener driven uh episode coming up. Yep. Uh that I think you will find some value in. It talks about the nuance of a scrum master, yeah. which I believe is a first for us and I'm I'm glad we went into that nuance land of scrum mastery. Uh so I think it's on to the episode, Josh. On to the
1: episode. Welcome to the Medicast. I'm Josh Anderson.
0: I'm Bob Galen. Indeed, and it's a sunny, beautiful day. It is in, uh, near Raleigh, North Carolina, and I'm in my favorite place, the corner office, with the grand poo-bah of Agile Practices. That's me. That's you. Indeed, you are. The, That's my second. Indeed, you third. Like, indeed, fourth. Like, indeed. like in uh, what is it? I'm, I'm thinking of Jabba the Hutt. In uh kinder no.
1: words have never been <laughs> said in my direction. <laughs> I'm thinking of Jabba Hut. I'm trying to figure out how to I'm describe Jabba. you. I'm Jabba. The first thing that comes to my mind is, is Jabba, Jabba the
0: Hut, The wise one. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't that wise. No,
1: no, I know. I know. All right. So I'm afraid we, you forget your Star Wars lore, sir. We're going to have to have a, a side Star discussion Wars, about this. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. This is not for the Metacast, but we might need to start a whole nother podcast just to cover that.
0: So I'll cover you. I'll bring us, you know, I have to bring us back to center all the time. All the time. All the time. Josh. I get off the rails so often. Yeah, you do.
1: (laughs) What? I can't even say that with a straight face. What's our topic today? Our topic is um, the challenge of trying to serve as a scrum master and an agile coach at the same time. We got some feedback from a listener in Germany. I believe his name, yes, his name is Tim. So first and foremost, Tim, thanks for reaching out and sending in the question. It seems like Tim has been wrestling with an evolution in his role where he was a scrum master for a couple of teams. That was going well. Then they realized that there's a need for more organizational-type coaching.
0: So they asked him to do that. So they asked
1: him to be a scrum master and an agile coach.
0: But now he's, I mean, his net, and you and I were talking about the root problem it uh cuz we're reading an email and we're trying to see between the yeah. lines and uh so he's got two roles he's got a downward coaching role and an upward outward coaching role yeah right so scrum master is that downward teamward coaching role and then he said something like uh he's too connected to his team or something
1: yeah well, he, he or he's too abstracted he's had some some success and some struggles with this model so he's apparently been down this path twice and the first time it worked pretty well it seems like he just had better teams that maybe didn't need as much as much coaching. So he was able to get them up and running and help with the York stuff But as the well. final
0: thing he said is they look at him as an outsider maybe? Or, yeah.
1: So or as external. He is serving as a scrum master, but his, his fear and what he perceives is that he's viewed as an external agent. So not truly a part of the team. Got it. Got it. Okay. And how do you do that? Should you do that while also trying to be an agile coach? Should you mix the two roles?
0: Okay, I'll, I mean, I'll kick it off, Josh. I, I I personally, when I think of a scrum master, I think of them as being a coach. So I think of them as being a downward. In, yeah. fa- in fact, it's not just me. I, I think the instructors are teaching scrum masters to be coach-oriented. Right. Uh, for example, defending the team from outside influences or something. So if you have to, for example, if I was a scrum master and you came in as the director of engineering and you were interrupting the team... I would I would have a responsibility to coach you. Right. In some way, whatever you called it, I would, you know, I wouldn't confront you, but I would I would be responsible for doing something, you know, approaching you and trying to get you to back off the team or support the team in a different way. Yeah. Right, so that's that's what that's coaching outward and it's coaching upward in the organization. So I I honestly don't see the dilemma so much. Do you see it differently?
1: <clears throat> well, it sounds like there's some and we've both been in orgs where You can do all the work you needed to get the team working well, but that's half the battle. Maybe not even, not even half the battle, but getting the rest of the organization to become agile, not just the, the typical daily, uh, cover fire you have to provide for your agile teams just throughout the process. But also we need to transform as an organization not just the software team. So there's a lot of time and effort and energy that goes into that. And I think you're going to have a really hard time trying to be a scrum master in the classical sense of being a member of the team and doing that upward coaching. I think part of scrum master is the outward information sharing, whatever needs to happen protection, but that coaching, right? You have to really invest in that coaching. And I don't know how you do both at the same time. I think there's a line to be drawn,
0: and I'd like to hear your take. Uh, so I, I think sometimes there's a subtlety, and we I don't think we've ever talked about it before, but I think there's a subtlety in that the Scrum Master role is an insider and an outsider in the role. And so, yes, they're classically by the Scrum guys. Well, so are, you're
1: saying that they are, or uh, you aren't? I'm trying to figure out they, which side of the line I, think okay. yeah. I think they're both.
0: Okay. I think Scrum Mastery, so you can be too attached to the team. Mm-hmm. Right. So a coach, last time I checked, we'll go back to that football analogy, we've explored football analogies. Right. The coaches are not a member of the team. Right. Now they may have been a past player. Uh, they, they actually could have been in college. Lord knows, keep me honest. I haven't done this, mm-hmm. but I know that student athletes sometimes then they stay around a university and they right. become yep. like a position coach or something. Yep. Right. So, and in their positions that they held. So they stay close to their alma mater and stuff well, you're not a team member, you know, you're sort of, you sort of are close enough in time to have been a team member, but you're also coaching. Mm-hmm. I think Scrum Mastery is part of that. So I remember his last line was, "I, you know, I've gotten to, I'm not looked at as a, being a team member, right? I'm, I'm. The team looks at me as being an outsider, mm-hmm. I think he said, or external. And my initial reaction was, so what? That's mm-hmm. not so bad. Right. You're, you, you know, you can coach the team to realize that your role has an inside nuance and it also has an outside nuance. Uh, I think the more powerful part is, is being independent. Like I come in, I'm always independent when mm-hmm. I come in. I've come in here and tried to, I've coached you mm-hmm. as an independent. I'm not in the game with you. Right. Uh, so I think that independent posture, I would encourage him to, to embrace it to some degree, to embrace the strength of it uh to make sure that he's not totally looked at as an outsider right he doesn't want to you know be uh you know you know a, a, i don't know a stranger he doesn't want to be a leader mm-hmm. so he wants to be sort of in the team but he also i think his voice his outside voice that's where you're going to get i think balanced coaching advice you know that notion where you're too close to it yeah yeah you're in the team and you're too close mm-hmm. to to understanding like root causes and things like
1: that yeah like I've seen folks go with like the player coach model where I am a developer but but I'm also a scrum master and I've never really seen that be effective
0: i've I've seen it be effective short term but it's almost like you have to have you have to you have to make a choice you can't you can't be um Because then you're a true team member. Now Mm -hmm. I'm this coach, and I'm on the. I'm a complete insider, right? So half of me is on the team, writing code or writing tests, and half of me is a player, coach, a scrum master with an internal external. I I think that has conflict, right? And you know, role conflict. Mm -hmm. But but I I guess what I'm trying to say is, and I've never said this before, I actually think the the scrum master, and I'm not going to say it well, they should pull away from the team they they i think they should like friend you know that notion of leaders uh like you I, if i'm your leader i can't be your friend mm-hmm. uh and i think leaders one of the common mistakes that leaders make early leaders is they try to be friends to mm-hmm. their teams and that can be that road can be fraught with right. peril i wonder if the same thing is true of scrum masters where and and it's a fine line because i you want i want to go out play you know go bowling with the team and you want to be you're on the team But I think you can get sucked into the team too much. And then therefore, you know, you you feel like their progress is your progress, et cetera, and you're making progress. But are you really giving them the hard, are you giving them the hard medicine? React to what I'm saying. Is it more of a balancing act or do you see it that way?
1: I think it might be more of a balancing act because you've got to have, it's that true challenge of being a servant leader and whatever title you have I view a scrum master as being a servant leader, right? There there the part I disconnected with was that to me a scrum master's success is the team's success and growth. So I view it as that person's responsibility to say the things that need to be said. That sometimes can be harder to say when the person on the other side of the table is a friend. That's
0: what I'm That's right. what I'm getting yeah. at, protecting the team from themselves. Right. One of the hardest things, I think it's actually really hard if you're an inside, if your mindset is, I'm on the inside, they're mm-hmm. my friends, it's my team, I. you might be very reluctant or it might be incredibly hard for right. you or challenging for you to give them the hard medicine, right, that they need right. to protect them from themselves. Like if the team is underestimating everything. Yeah. Uh, and really challenge it, and and
1: they're not they're not self aware of it. Yeah. Um, so it's not impossible, but it is harder than it needs to be. If you if you are more connected, it 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 can be harder. But you can do it. But it's not. So that's why I say oh, yeah. being an
0: external that that may not be. Now he he may perceive it to be a bad thing because historically maybe he's been an inside scrum master. Do you right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and then he's gotten success from being an inside scrum master, uh and, and hasn't gotten the skill or the comfort level to adapt to that, to feel comfortable with the discomfort of being sort of insider outsider. Right. Uh, and, and generated success. I, I, I think it's, I think it's an inherently valuable part of the role. Mm. Um, I would look for mature scrum masters. Now, I think it would be, it's a balancing act. I, I'm not saying be a total external. I think that would be dysfunctional and a total internal, right? There's mm-hmm. this sort of like, now I can see young or inexperienced scrum masters, probably where do they start? Internal. Yeah. Right. And then they move towards this balancing act over time. If they're lucky, if they've had good mentors, uh, I, I don't really, I rarely would see them be external. So, so again, that might be, his experience might be starting in the inside Mm -hmm. and now he's getting pushed to the outside. Clearly he's getting pushed to the outside to do the external, like the
1: enterprise level coaching. Right. So I think that's a bit of a agile smell in and of itself. The fact that they're trying to ask this scrum master to also do this other coaching upward. Um, I think the big
0: danger for me, the danger sign for me was the experience level. Here you are, you're taking you know, on the surface, it sounds like uh, he's a great you know team-based scrum master, yeah. and then you're trying to open up the entire organization to them. Yeah, uh, and it doesn't sound like I don't I don't get the impression he has a lot of you know years and years of of
1: experience. Yeah, no, it just sounds like one of those situations where the company recognizes there's a need, but they're unwilling to pay to have the problem solved in the right way. Isn't right? That so incredibly?
0: To... It, it's this common thing yeah. that folks are folks are really you know sort of. Uh, penny-wise and pound-foolish when it comes to you know paying for, for the expertise because they'd rather just like multitask someone. Yeah. Right? it's And same. to me, that's
1: the real danger. Yeah. Right? It, with this situation is that Tim Tim's just going to – I fear he's going to struggle because he's going to try and do everything as well as he can, but he's going to run himself ragged or he's going to be spread real thin and he's going to do the best he can and by no fault of his own not really accomplish – everything he wants to because he's trying to go in three different directions with the two teams and the org coaching.
0: What would your advice be? I mean I mean from yeah. a, like like percentages where where to spend his time? What would you what would you think would be the sort of the pie chart of where to you know where to invest your
1: your coins? I would get the teams running well and then worry about the org piece because you can get the org but if you don't have the if you don't have the factory generating things like they can, like they should, then the org stuff isn't going to matter.
0: I, that's that's. I went to team, and so I'm right with you. Yeah. And, and then I went to learning curve. So I think if I was to rank it, I would say team first. Make sure no matter how hard it is or how subtle it is or what the challenges are, make the. Te- I mean, it's you're a Scrum master, so make the team or teams your priority. Right. Then I would say if you're in this in and out, you know, this yin and yang of in and, yeah. and out. Uh, the the second thing I would recommend is embrace it, yeah, from a learning curve perspective, not so much the external coaching part, but embrace the I'm an insider and I'm an outsider mm-hmm. to learn how to balance that and maybe leverage it to your advantage, Tim, from the point of view of like like ask ask stupid questions like you as an insider you wouldn't ask it but as an outsider you might ask stupid questions right. or you might listen differently or you might uh you know coach the teams differently so leverage that and then the third thing for me would be you know in my spare time i would be trying to do the organizational coaching and really to your point make sure that the teams don't get broken by mm-hmm. that by the sort of the multitasking
1: and then as you get the teams more successful and sustainable Then you can start to transition into tackling some of the org stuff more effectively, right? You can start to put some more brain power to it.
0: What would that hopefully?
1: What would the crucial
0: conversation be? Let's do a role play Mm -hmm. real quickly of in either direction. But so Tim has to—he doesn't have to—but he has an opportunity to have a crucial conversation with his boss or whoever put him in this position to say you know, you screwed me, right? You, you, you've overloaded me. So stop it. So so that's the crucial conversation, uh, that could happen. How, how would, what would be an effective way of doing that? What would you think? I
1: would go in and just talk about, like if you're Tim, how would you approach it? Yeah, no. So Tim, if I'm you, here's what I do. I sit down with my boss and I say, Hey, listen, um, you brought me in to do, X and Y. Now you're asking me to do X, Y, and Z when I haven't completed X and Y yet. So we have two options here. Option one is we can continue to do this and we'll get mediocre results over time and our success trajectory will be extended. We'll get there eventually, but it won't happen likely as fast as you would like. Um Option two, actually, I just thought of a third option. Um Option two is you bring somebody in to help me and you sick them on Z and we make it happen. They knock that out. I knock my stuff out. We're done. Right. That's going to short term likely cost a lot of money. Long term, probably save us money.
0: Well, and probably accelerate because of focus. Right. right? And right. skill yep. would get you to the, to the finish line sooner on both counts. Right.
1: Yeah. Three is I'm going to focus on X and Y first. I'm going to get the teams healthy. Then when I have them ready, I'm going to get, To Z, and we'll tackle that. So
0: that's like 2A.
1: Yeah. Right. So I'm going to dedicate, I'm going to focus myself to getting things done. In a true agile manner, I'm going to get things from in progress to done as quickly as possible. And to me, the highest priority are these teams. Would you admit
0: that you don't have the skills? I mean, if you don't, would you literally say... Would you show weakness? Like, would you say, I just don't have enterprise-level coaching. Coaching up is uncomfortable for me. I don't have the skills for it. I don't have the experience for it. Yeah. Uh, So
1: would you acknowledge
0: that sort of gap? Yeah. And that discomfort? Okay.
1: That was something I wasn't able to do until recently. It's been in the last three or four years that I've actually been able to say no. Because prior to my time before that, it's just like, sure, throw it at me. I'll take it.
0: Why? Well, and I don't even know if I'm asking. I'm, I don't know if I'm. We're suggesting. I'm not suggesting directly for Tim to say no, but it's to say I don't. Right. You know, I'm. I'm. I just don't have the skills for this. Right. You know, in a perfect world, maybe five years from now, that would be a. a you know, that would be a pristine assignment. But I'm just not comfortable. Right. It's not even like an imposter syndrome thing where I have the capability. I've never done it. Uh, or another way ways like show weakness, and or I'm still I'm still learning how to be a Scrum master. I'm still learning how to be a Scrum coach. Yeah, and you're asking me to take on all these organizational dynamics. I, I guess you know show that weakness. So even if 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 the boss picks one, they know that they're picking it ri- in a risky fashion yeah. or something like
1: yeah, that. Yeah. No, the thing I'm trying to do is just lay out options and get facts around them, and not have it be emotional. Just yeah. Be like, hey, we can do this. And here's most likely what's gonna happen. Or we can do this one, and here's most likely what's gonna happen. And here's this other option that's somewhere in between.
0: I mean, I, I think I think Tim has to go in there courageously though, and and I like your get give options. That's what I was getting. Don't I wouldn't say yes or no. I would yeah. say here's some options. Uh maybe say this is what I would prefer and this is why. Yeah. Because I have skill gaps, et cetera. So if I was recommending something, you know, here. Um, the other thing, Tim, is I would clearly, if you want, I'll ship you a business card. But you could clearly slip a business card with my name <laughs> on it under your boss's right. And all That's jo- always an option. But all joking aside, is do the research and say yeah. I've I've done some local research or I attended a local agile meeting. And, and there's some Agile coaches around the corner. Now I'm being totally serious Yeah, that they could not only am I recommending it, but but here's the
1: name of someone. They're a local uh, person. Right, yeah, Because don't. most likely Tim will think that that's the right answer. So when you bring that, bring it with all the info. So when your boss asks the question, you're like, yes, it's going to cost us $12,000 or whatever that is. And here's who we should call. I've already done the research. I know who it is. I know the right answer. We can make it happen. Right. Um, because then otherwise that idea that you think is the right answer ends up falling flat because there's some, Oh, I gotta go figure that out. Okay. Well then maybe it isn't the right answer, even though you think it is. So just be prepped. And to Bob's point, walk in with a name and some estimates and away you go.
0: I, I, I did a certified agile leadership class last week. Right. Uh, and we, as part of that class, we do a, a lot, well, not a lot, but a reasonable amount of coaching conversations, crucial conversations, and we use a coaching dojo format. And it, it's still amazing me, to me, to this day, um, that, that how uncomfortable folks are from a leadership perspective. It takes seasoning. I'm, I'm, Coming back to what you said, only, mm-hmm. oh, it's only been in the last three or four years, and you have like, what, 20 years under mm-hmm. your belt, where you're comfortable saying no. Yeah. That's the norm. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's, not a, it's not a leaders, the only leaders. It's, I think, people in general, people in technology in general. We're, we're incredibly uncomfortable. We were doing a lot of practice on scenarios, and most of the scenarios were really tough for people to, mm-hmm. to, to initiate the, the discussion. Did I ever tell you about the time I was, I taught another Cal class in, uh, in Dallas. Did I tell you about the, tell me I stink comment? Did I ever share that for mm-hmm. the minute? So we were, we were having these dojos and there, there was this young Indian, not, not so, I mean, she, everyone in there had like probably 10 to 15 to 20 years of experience. Um, but we were talking about, you know, how hard it is, uh, to tell truth, Mm-hmm. And I, I, I was doing like a role play with her just off the cuff. And I'm like, okay, I, I smell. I haven't taken a shower in a week. I'm working with you. You're on my team and, I, and I stink. You have to tell me that I stink. And so, so th- let's have that conversation. And she couldn't say that. She, and I exaggerate clearly. Yeah. And her way of, her way of saying it was to move away from me. So in the conversation, I moved closer to her and she moved away. And then we stopped the role play and I'm like, but you never said it. She's right. like, Oh, I did say it. I moved away from you. And so from her, from her perspective, that was communicating L- literally. She felt like she had said something mm-hmm. or told me something. And I'm like, I didn't receive that. Then we open it up to the whole class. And I'm like, and so everyone in the class, and there was probably 18 people in the class. Uh, and there were some senior VP, I mean, there were some senior people in the class after like 10 minutes and everyone was judging her and they were like, Oh, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, how, yeah, yeah. How could you be so weak? What yeah. the hell's going on? Uh, you know, we, you need to say it. So then I would, I would ask them to role play with me. Not one person in that room could actually have the simple congruent conversation with me, uh that you stink. Right. So the minute they started having it, they started creating flowery in, yeah, yeah. because it was uncomfortable for them. Yeah. They, they they so in their mind they were bold and clear communicators, etc. And but it's it's incredibly uncomfortable. And then I just timed the whole thing out. I'm like, do you all realize that not one person in this room? Could actually say those words, and I'm like, "This is pretend."
1: Yeah, I know. This is. That's exactly what I was going to say. This is
0: not. This is not the real
1: world. Yeah. God help you. This is not you having Greg in your office. Exactly. And, and, it, the and actual you discussion. have. And you yeah. have a
0: problem. Yeah. This is like freaking Bob Galen. I mean, yeah. look at me. I'm not intimidating, and it's for pretend in a workshop. Yeah. And you all still couldn't get those freaking words out of your mouths. And there was a little bit of him, in the hall, and then he's like, you, "You know, you're right." And I'm like, "That's the compelling. It's not. Yeah. It's not personal. It's we have a hard time with this." So that's the other thing with Tim. I think I, I would encourage him to to have outward conversations, even practice it with someone, yeah. so that he can have as congruent as sort of a crucial conversation with, like, someone may not even be getting that they're hosing him. Right. I w- I would bet money. Yeah. That, that whoever is overloading him doesn't really understand the role distinctions or something like that. Cause they
1: don't know until you tell them. Exactly. Right. So they're, they're just going to keep piling on and exactly. thinking you're knocking it out because you likely got that extra assignment because you've been knocking it exactly. out. Exactly. Right. <laughs>
0: exactly. From their point of view, it's probably a reward. Yeah. From your
1: point of view, it's like, holy crap. Right. Look, look what they're, look what they're doing to me. Yeah. The thing I always do to myself to, to, to really support myself in those moments when I have to have the discussion is, I don't give myself a choice because I keep telling myself it's your responsibility to have this discussion for the health of the team or the health of the company or the health of the product or whatever it is. You Josh in this role have a responsibility to have this uncomfortable discussion because if you don't, no one else will and you've been put in this role to have those. So that that's, that's so, that thing. So where that's what we're leaving. I just with. back myself into a corner and like, you have to do this. Otherwise you're not doing your job and that, that always just guilt trips me right into making it happen. Yep. So Tim,
0: I, I hate to say it. I mean, we were giving you like, we we wrapped a Metacast around it, but we're also putting a monkey on your back. Yeah. Maybe. I think we both are to have this, to have a conversation. The other thing is, and I'm actually, I'm actually adding pressure to you, I guess, or adding unfairness. We're
1: never going to get any more questions submitted. <laughs> no,
0: but, but it, what I want to say is, so don't measure the quality of your conversation by having it. Measure the quality of the conversation that you have by the uh, outcomes. And what I mean by that is what does your boss or whoever did this, what do they change? So you can have the conversation. And then if nothing changes. What I would say is the quality of that conversation, you missed the, between the two of you, you missed the mark, uh-huh. right? So, so measure the quality of your crucial conversations by the action or the results or the outcomes. So the behavior on the outbound side is what I'm trying to say. So that being said, then your, then your boss should do something, right? Right. right. You should expect be a, you know, a change in direction or some additional support or something. If you don't get that, then go back and have another crucial conversation. Right.
1: I agree. Would
0: you agree with that? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's the it be because again, and it's it's
1: unfortunately it's both sides of that communication. Because that's a hard discussion. We just gave examples about having hard discussions and how sometimes you think you say things, but yeah. you don't actually say them. Exactly. So it may not happen the first time. You might fumble a little bit. It might just not come across or maybe your boss isn't listening or whatever. All, all of the yep. above, right? It's,
0: it's the be, beha- not behavior change, but it's the outcome change. Yep. There should be something. Um, and hopefully that's not getting fired. So if you do get terminated as a result of this MediCast advice, uh, Medicasters keep in mind that we warranty. There is no implied or specific warranty <laughs> to any of our advice. Tim, just kidding. Just kidding. But there You'll is no warranty. Fine, Tim. Yeah. Do you, I think we nailed that we sucker. Did. We did. So, Tim, give us some feedback if we totally missed the mark, and that's possible because we're interpreting the email. So give us sort of feedback back, please, uh, In so like a thumb up, thumb down, thumb sideways, uh, and we can pursue it. I thought it was a really bold, courageous question, so thank you for sharing that with
1: Absolutely. us. Absolutely. Okay. okay.
0: So from beautiful downtown Carrie Raleigh, Uh, North Carolina, I'm Bob Galen. And I'm Josh Anderson. Shake. And bake. Take care, y'all.